With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.J. Amanu, the writer-director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Cullen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen. Dot com up in my bunk piece. Snitch, hear that? It's my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snitch, Jamie's, with Dom, Dean Peter, and Chris. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen. Hello, man. Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Skype decided to sign me out for security purposes, and then I was like, well, shit, what is my password? So anyway, yeah. I was like, oh my god, man, complete derailment, because I was going to be here right at noon. And I just tweeted that three, two, one, and I was going to be so smooth with it. And then Skype said, hey, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Just equal karma. My recording software about two minutes ago went, no, I think you're going to need to go download the newest version. So I'm like, oh, come on. So, you know, looks like technology gets us both today. That's it, man. So how you been? I've been all right. It's it's been a while. It's been an interesting 12 months, (laughs) I suppose. It's it's still continuing to be an an existing, (laughs) uh, interesting 12 months. So it's an odd one. How's things where you live? Things open back Uh, up? Are things still closed? Are people still not wearing masks because they're daft? What's going on? Um, There's plenty of that to go around um, as far as the no masks because we don't believe it's a thing. But um, North Carolina still requests that you wear a mask versus South Carolina has just said, you know what? Who cares? Don't have to wear a mask. So everything is opened up down there. Um, Restaurants, you name it. uh, You can go to nightclubs and just be, you know, uh, shoulder to shoulder with people and they don't care. Nightclubs are open. Oh, oh, none of that's open over here. We we only yesterday uh have had where people can now meet outdoors from another household that was from yesterday but to be fair oh. half the country's probably been doing it anyway because they're idiots right. but you know that legally now it's opened up and it's got to be right. i think it's like six people from two households so you're not even allowed three people so there's no pubs our pubs aren't opening till middle of june so wow, a little man. while for me, it's fine. I don't yeah. go to bars anyway. But you know, for those that right, right. cannot possibly cope without drinking alcohol, they've been struggling because it's not as if you can That's drink right. it at home. <laughs> That's right. But you know, it's funny when you said legally, and immediately in my mind, the uh, it was quoted because I think legally there are things that we should and shouldn't do. You know, that, that our 
government has directed us to do or not do. But yet it, it is in quotes. It's almost like, you know, when you come up to a stop sign that's, uh, you know, like downtown Charlotte, you know that you're supposed to stop. But if you're yeah. in a small community, it's just a suggestion, right? It's a <laughs> exactly. yield. It's whatever. So yeah. I think that's the same thing with a lot of the mass stuff. I think it's just, I, th- I find it fascinating and also annoying in equal balances <laughs> where common sense says there's a thing out there that can either make you really sick or potentially can kill you. And people right. are like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. It's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. It's just you could you could really make other right. people ill or or, right. kill, or kill them. Well, well right. you show me in the, the legal documents where it says I'm not allowed to do it. No, no, I'm not saying you – and it's just it, – it's fascinating. You can't tell me what to do. I'm, I'm, trying, to, right. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying, I saw one, my favorite posting of the day yesterday, and I would say favorite in sarcastic tones, was because things are starting to open up here in the UK for however long until they close down again because people are idiots when the sun comes out, is um, somebody had made the post in saying, look, it's all up to us. It's up to us to make sure this thing goes away. It's up to us to make sure that we follow the rules. And it's up to us to do this. And I looked at it, I thought, I like that posting. It is up to us. And somebody went straight back in going, it's not up to us, it's up to government. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's not. It's not up to the government. It's up to to us. It's like, oh my God, it's so infuriating. The government is only as powerful as we allow it to be, you know? And there's so many people that just, they don't want to, you know, it's, it goes back to um, when I was growing up, there was a neighbor who was right next to us that was cleaning out his fireplace. And instead of letting all the little embers truly die out, which can take 24 <laughs> oh, hours, yep. he dumped it into the side lot where there was oh. a bunch of leaves. Well, before long, I looked out the window. My mom is screaming. There's smoke everywhere. And mm-hmm. our front yard was on fire. His yep. too. But, you know, and then the firemen and all that stuff. So the same thing with the coronavirus. We need to make sure that every ember is out. And I realize it, it's like the flu now. We're, we're going to be stuck with it yeah, for a while. But yeah. if you don't look after it, it's going to spread again. You know, you think the fire's out and then boom, hey, wow, wildfire. What are you going to do? And the thing is, that I do, I fully understand that we cannot stay in our houses and keep all the businesses closed down until the end, right. until the end of days. Right. So at some point we are going to have to venture out. Some people are going to get sick, but hopefully the vaccinations will be effective. More more people will have it than not, and then it will right. be manageable, kind of like the flu sort of is. Right. I mean, the flu does kill people, so that's a similar right. cousin or whatever, I guess. <laughs> that's uh, right. So I understand that people are going to go out, but it's just, I don't know. I think people will write books on how humanity has dealt with this. I just... So towards the UK side of things, it's like seeing the way that a lot of people have behaved in a stay at home and watch Netflix, Disney Plus and whatever and work from home with all your wonderful fast technology, how they've coped with that for 12 months. How would they have coped in the Second World War, which ran for seven years in the UK or six years for the UK's involvement, where it was a case of your house may get a bomb on it at any moment in time and we need everybody. They wouldn't have coped. They're just like right. people are losing their minds because they've been told to stay home and watch television. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. How many people knowing that a bomb can be dropped on their home if they left their ha- their lights on? How many people left their lights on after hearing the siren? Yeah, none. You know what I mean? None. If you look at the history yeah. text, it's like lights out. Go yeah. go sit in a cellar. Go sit in an underground right. subway station. No, you're not telling me what to do. I'm not going to go there. Right. Oh my god! It's uh, and then it's what would happen if? 
they left their lights on. I guarantee you the neighbors on both sides go kick their asses yeah. and then turn their lights off for them. You know what I mean? It's And I'm not trying to advocate violence at all, but I'm just oh, saying no, no. different day and age, but yet it's the opposite now. It's like, oh, don't tell me I've got to wear a mask. I'll kick your ass. You know, no. Why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, it's, the whole thing confuses me. You know, even back when things are starting to vaguely loosen up in certain states, California was still in utter lockdown. And you had these, you know, like the mob dance people, you know, they'll just start dancing. Yeah. Well, these people were the maskless dancers or something. And they would just suddenly start dancing without their mask in a mall or in a store just to prove a point and to provoke the mask wearers, which California is definitely a mask wearing state who doesn't believe in guns yep. and or at least the lower half. And so, you know, they just they just to start trouble, man. It's like, do do you but don't uh, don't, I, I don't know, man. I Everybody's got to figure this thing out for themselves. But I wish that more people were respectful versus led like lemmings to the cliff's edge so they could jump over. The thing is, I think the world, and I think it's probably gotten worse in the past 12 months, but it is, you know, it used to be uh, Battlefield versus Call of Duty, Marvel versus DC, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Now those sort of, those us v them or them v us or us v the other people, it's gotten a whole lot worse where it is very dangerous on Twitter (laughs) and probably Facebook, but definitely Twitter to actually have an opinion on anything. Oh, you know what? It's funny that you should bring that up, man, because that was at the top of my list to talk to you today. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) Cancel culture, in my opinion, is going to lead us to this vanilla future where we can't speak our minds in song, in entertainment, in yeah. anything. We've got to be so vanilla and so careful. And, dude, when you walk on eggshells for too long, the person walking on the eggshells is ready to fight, as well as the person who is saying they're offended, whatever. I mean, we're it's not in a healthy direction. And so I, I'm concerned that songs and movies and everything are just going to lose their salt, man. They will. And we're going to be yeah. stuck just... You know, I mean, good Lord, man. I don't want anybody being joked at. I don't want anyone being made fun of. Unless it's, I mean, like, I've had different people do impressions of me. Pretty damn good, man. And I laughed along. You know what I mean? But they weren't trying to poke fun at me. They were trying to, you know, I guess emulate and and, and um, let me know that they do pay attention and they appreciate me, whatever. But it wasn't in a mean spirit. Yeah. And some sometimes comedy can be in a mean spirit. We shouldn't tolerate that. But on the other hand, if we quit talking about everything, um, then we're going to lose any any forward movement on equality and, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. if we just all go silent, if we're afraid to speak our minds, because sometimes it's ignorance, man. And, and education will snuff out the ignorance and then people will understand, oh, well, this is why this this is why I need to be better at that this or whatever. But. The whole vanilla culture that we're headed towards sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you go back to many points in history, and I'm not going to pick one out specifically because yeah. I'm sure somebody listening will go, I'm offended, and, and then the whole thing starts. But <laughs> but it's like how many historical things began with one person going, actually, I'm going to go against the tide on this one and say right. what I think, and then that provokes right. the discussion, and then you know the world has become a better place because of it. Quite a lot, quite a few of them. And it's like people now, how many times do you think, yeah. I'll tweet that, and then you go, mm, maybe better not. I know a lot of people, and I've even done it on occasion myself. <laughs> not many times, but on occasion, right. I'm like, mm, somebody will probably read that the wrong way and come after me, so right. I won't tweet it, which annoys me because I'm not that sort of person. I'm like, I will say what I want because I generally know not to cause offense. Yep. 
No, I'm with you there, man. I think uh, being so deeply unplugged as the last three months have been with me working a retail job while I was waiting on things to pick back up, uh, you know, so I could come back and do like I'm doing now and uh, work at my own desk. Um, I think that time away from social media, I mean, I post periodically pictures or whatever, but I, I really wasn't that engaged and I didn't care to be. I think that kind of changed my mind so that I don't really care as much. I, I try not to be an offensive person anyway, yeah. but if I have a point to make, um, if they, if they, you know, like if people unfriend me, unfollow me, whatever, cool, man. I mean, like whatever, at least you've read it and you made your choice and at least you thought about it, you know? I think, um, I think the only time that ever annoys me if somebody unfriends me, it's like, say for example, you unfriended me. Because I said right, I said right. something, I would be uh, that would hurt me genuinely. I would rather that if I ever right. did say something offensive, you would private message me and go, "Can you just explain what you, yeah. what you meant by that?" And then we have a discussion. You know, I'd Skype and, you. Yeah, I'd exactly. Skype go, you. What are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, if if five people said, "Oh, Stewart is is whatever," right? Yeah. Um. So that you lot because you have what. 15,000 followers on Twitter. Oh, I mean, like, it's been you, a while a... since you've checked my Twitter account. Then if that's what I was on, 16.9 thousand, sir. There you go, man. <laughs> it is awesome. So I'm just saying, if a few of those decide, ah, oh, well, Stuart's just not for me. He's too cool. And then they move on. Then whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. like when you're down to like, there's a buddy of mine who's starting to do, um, whatever they call it, where, you know, you play video games and you make commentary while yeah. you're, you know, recording the whole thing, whatever that's called. I know it's a, a genre. It's like Twitch, um, Twitch streaming and, or game streaming or exactly. something like that. Yeah. So he has like six followers on Twitter. You know, if he loses one of those, man, that is <laughs> devastating, you know? isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but 2% of 17,000, man, you know, it's like, oh, wait, I, I lost somebody. What is this? You know? Well, I, I usually look at it and go, oof, I'm okay. It wasn't somebody famous. <laughs> it was. It was just a normal person. <laughs> you know, I used to use an app that would show me who who. You know, like, of course, we're all notified when someone follows us, but not when they don't follow us or they, you know, delete us or whatever. You know that they cancel us. How's that? <laughs> yeah. um, and I used to use an app to keep up with all that. I just don't care anymore, oh, man. You to, know? Yeah, I used to use one of yeah. those, and now I can't remember the last time I checked it. You know, but at one point I used to yeah. check it every single week and say, like, hey, you've unfollowed oh, yeah. me, therefore I'm going to unfollow you unless you're a famous person, in which case I'll let you <laughs> off. But uh, yeah, now I'm not That's bothered right. by it. I decided to take a day off Twitter on my last days off. I thought, I'm just going to yeah. I'm gonna have a day away from the computer. And for the most, right. I did it. I did jump on a couple of right. times and I quite enjoyed it. It's, yeah. it's not something I'm going to go, right, I'm now done with my computer and I'm never going to use it again because right. all the things I do, I kind of need one. But it was just right. nice having a day away from a from a PC. So I may have to do yeah. that at least once a week. Go, right, well, and, yeah. and to be fair, I end up working twice as hard the day after. So, you know, I'm not losing out. But it, do, it does right. give me that day away from just reading who's been cancelled today and, and whatnot. Right. Because <laughs> it's an endless mess. I mean, you know, it's like Gina Carrera, or I think, that, or Carana. I can't even remember. Yeah. Holy crap. I should have made better notes. But anyway, you know, it's like she made some uh, conservative comments. She and, did. of course, the, the liberals were like, oh, she needs to be canceled by Disney, right? And now, evidently, Disney is thinking, well, holy crap, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe the backlash is too strong. You know, it's just like if these people would just sit down and talk yep. and go, wow, okay, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Well, did you mean this negatively? Did you were you trying to make fun of a demographic? Um, because I've heard her comments and I, I, I've read them, and then I saw the interview, 
And she's, I mean, like she seemed very choked up about the whole thing. Like she didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. And, and she seems very remorseful versus some other people who are, are leaders, um, who are just like, ah, whatever. You know what I mean? They don't care. You know, they they don't care who they trample on as long as they move forward in their cloud city. But, but yeah. So I, I was chatting to a wonderful filmmaker who I won't mention because it was a sort of private conversation, but, uh, he makes, he makes great sci-fi, <laughs> mo- he makes great sci-fi movies. So no, it's not George Lucas. Um, and, and we were chatting That's, and we were, I know who you're talking you, about. Exactly. He does make great sci-fi he movies. does yes. make great sci-fi <laughs> movies. I just wish he'd hurry up and finish this current one because I've seen part of it and it looks amazing and he keeps teasing yep. me with where he's up to on that. But, uh, we were chatting and we were saying that. <laughs> Who, and I, I would include you in this, I'm guessing, yeah. who in our lives has not said something or tweeted something oh, uh, or written something in an email that would literally get us cancelled nowadays in the current oh, cast? Yeah. I have said dozens of things. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Right. But right. Who, who hasn't? Everybody has. Uh, yeah. and, it's, and it's not – I mean, you're a kind person. You won't even say unkind things about a movie that sucks. No. You know what I mean? You just choose not to talk about it. You know what I mean? You're you're – you're a gentleman when it comes to uh, to everything, to life and everything. So, um, but yeah, man, there have been times where I've said some very derogatory things about certain, you know. But but it's yeah. my point of view. Yeah, of course. It is. And I'm always open for somebody to say, "Hey, dude, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have said that because this is what really happened." And I'd be devastated, and I would make an apology. But I mean, you know, for these people to just be like, "Oh no, cancel him, cancel her." But it's, it's bull. Isn't it weird though? It's not necessarily weird. Is that this is the part that I do find massively offensive. So filmmaker X or actor X yeah. or whatever they are, they put out right. a comment saying, "Oh, I feel like this in this situation," and then the world goes, "We're going to cancel you. We're coming after yeah. you. You're going to lose your job," and they lose their job. Right. And this has happened in so yeah. many, so many names. It's like one every single week gets cancelled. Right. And yet somebody makes a film. And then people don't like it. I know you will see tweets from these people going, oh, I wish you would die, drop dead, or burn in hell. You're like, those tweets <laughs> right. towards a filmmaker or an actor or any sort of celebrity are a damn sight worse than the ones that got filmmaker X or whoever cancelled. So how is oh, that yeah, okay? The trolls, man. The yeah, trolls the troll. are terrible. I think that if you can't say something to someone's face, yeah. you shouldn't say it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, if you want to go... Um, what Dave Batista, if you want to go to his face and say, <laughs> no. you suck, um, do it, man. But don't, don't be one of those ballless, uh, pansies that just, you know, it's like, oh, Dave Batista sucks. And well, you know what? You are only saying that because you are in the comfort of your own home yep. and we don't know where you live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a classless thing. I think, uh, social media, yeah, social media, has empowered so many trolls that just they hate on everything, you know, and now they have bots that hate, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, well, let's just set up all these bots to hate on whoever, you know, it's nuts, man. If you it's like if in the days of old where a movie reviewer would review a movie, um, you know, and they would say, hey, look, you know what this, you know, Blade Runner sucked. And then, you know, lo and behold, it becomes a classic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but people didn't hate the movie reviewer, it was their opinion. We all understood that. Now, what has happened to our thinking that we don't understand that this is just somebody's opinion? Why can people not be left? I mean, look, unfollow, unfriend, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But 
for God's sake, man, why do you want someone's life to be ruined? I, I don't get it. I mean, it's like, you know, you and I, I mean, we both love Blade Runner, so we'll, we're, we're right. going <laughs> to use that as an example. So 1982, we go watch Blade Runner, and we come out and go, that sucked. You, would, you, would, you wouldn't be able to put it on your internet, but you'd write it on somebody's wall or a bus stop going, Blade Runner sucked. Right. Now, right. it's like, Blade Runner sucked. We need to kill Ridley Scott. You're like, no, right. no. That's the equivalent, isn't it? Harrison Ford right, needs to right. just go away and never make another movie ever because he was terrible. Go away, Harrison Ford. Right. I'm going to burn your house down. It's like, no, just right. if you like a movie, like it. If you don't, just say you right. don't like it. Don't, I don't understand the, the need for people to feed on Venom. And they go, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get so angry and livid and I'm going to spend all my time battering through a keyboard right. telling everybody my opinion because it kind of matters. Right. Really doesn't. Yeah. Really doesn't. Well, yeah, it's, it's like I was talking to a friend the other day and um, he and I are both in positions to move forward on different projects and stuff. But anyway, he was recommending I get up with Mr. X. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. And I said, oh, I talked to him two years ago and he was very nice to me on the phone. He never got back to me. And so my buddy said, well – what no one knew was that he was going through a really, really bad divorce about to lose the house, the kids and everything. And so no, no doubt he didn't get back to me. You know what I mean? And so we don't know what these people are going through in their personal lives. And two, I think everybody deserves the, the chance to do better, be better, learn and be educated. And, um, and do uh, become a better person. You know, no, I mean, you, you look no, at Mel Gibson you, and he was super canceled for a while. But dude, I don't know if you watched, if you watched Fat Man, but that was awesome, man. I haven't seen it, but I will watch anything with Mel Gibson. I never really bought into yeah. the whole canceling Gibson yeah. thing. I think on screen, he's amazing. I've never met the guy, yeah. so I, I have no right. opinion on what he's like off screen, but I would love to meet him and sit down and have a chat with him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense, man, but I'm glad that he's had the. Um, the ability to continue his journey, um, you know, as an actor um, of, of caliber, you know, and he's, he's, you know, I mean, he's not getting paid the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger money anymore, probably, you no. know, but I mean, you know, give people a chance to change and grow. But people aren't allowed to change, though, because how many people get cancelled where it's like, hey, you wrote this in 2007, we're coming after you, you're done. Yeah. 50, I'd already apologised yeah. for it, it's not the point, you're done. There's been a few of those where That's they've been cancelled right. oh, for yeah. things that happened years and years ago, so they don't, I think the cancel culture doesn't want people to change. They're like, we need a victim, we need to take them down. They're just right. sort of cyber pitchforks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Nicola would have a specific name for that. And I'm hoping that, you know, now that I'm back to working for myself, I can start doing the 18 Degrees Blow Horizon podcast again. Because I want to talk about cancel culture and the vanilla future on there and get the psychological side of it. Because I don't understand why people, the masses seem to have this need for blood. It's crazy. I think it's too easy. I think some of it is due, and this is not an excuse, so I think it's probably a reason. I think some of it is due to the fact that nobody goes out anymore. Everybody's mad at everybody else. <laughs> so that sort of turned the volume up a little right. bit. But I, I feel sorry for Pepe Le Pew. I think he's, 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 hard, he's hard done by. It's like, oh, my yeah, God, it's yeah. an animated skunk. Why is people getting so right. angry about an animated skunk that nobody's really cared about in 30 or 40 or 50 years anyway? Right, right. Well, you know, it's like potato head. No more Mr. <laughs> or Mrs. You know, I'm like, what the? Dude, it's still Mr. or Mrs., I I think. Although, you know, this goes right back to when people are like, cancel SpongeBob. He and Patrick are gay. They're both asexual. I mean, if you want to look sponge. at it, right down to it, 
they both just make babies on their own. I don't think there's any draw between, uh, you know, sponge and starfish people. No. Oh my God, dude. It just, you know, and then when stinky winky or whatever that, that, uh, Teletubby had a, had a triangle and a pink purse and then, oh my gosh, they're pushing that agenda. I think somebody just thought it was funny or whatever, or, you know, I mean, no one picks on Chewbacca. No, nope. he's got a man purse. You know what I mean? Do you know what they may call it something different? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Do you know the one that does surprise me? And I, I hope that I'm not beginning this tirade against this celebrity person. But so they, the the cancel culture, the CCs as we'll call them, they went after right. Pepe Le Pew and took took yeah. out Pepe Le Pew because obviously right. the behaviour of Pepe Le Pew, the fact that he was chasing. Uh, rather aggressively after this animated cat who, th- who he thought was a skunk really right. upset people because it was, you know, b- bad. Well, I mean, what's, how would that not be perceived as um, everyone is equal? You know what I mean? Why is that yeah. not a, an equality platform, you know? But here's the question, though. So Pepe Le Pew got taken out. Why is Miss yeah. Pig? Why has Miss Piggy got away with domestically abusing Kermit and harassing him for years? Why is Piggy not been taken out? That was that was the one thing when I saw Peppy. I'm like, oh, oh Pig, Piggy's time is coming, but it's not. Nobody's nobody's gone near Miss Piggy yet, so that'll be. Uh, oh, she'll probably be one of the just, next targets. Wait, Stuart, you just kicked that boulder, man. <laughs> but it's mad. But let's it, talk. Let's talk yeah, about the the nice side of social media so we finally got the Zack snyder cut have you watched it i have all four oh, hours of say it, did man. you watch it in one lump i did Same um and you know uh michelle and kate were I, they were interested in seeing it and we had watched um oh was it batman versus superman the director uber cut or whatever yes. the weekend before so I we were prepared, that. right um, and so, and it was way better the second time around the, the Batman versus Superman. I was disappointed when I saw it in the theater and, but the director's cut made a lot of that stuff. Right. So, um, and they knew that they were in for a four hour movie. <laughs> and of course, superheroes, man, it can be however long. I don't care. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, man, I thought it was excellent. So much better than the Joss Whedon, um, thing that was just kind of crapped out and thrown on screen. Yep. It made sense. There was so much more cohesion. And obviously the fact that Joss piggybacked on the skeleton that Snyder had built, um, it didn't fit. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, Oh, we're going to be broody. No, we're going to be comedic. <laughs> Batman, silly. Yay. You know, and no, man, that, that, that's out of character. I, I like all the arcs that, um, you know, that Snyder put into it. And so I'm glad he got his, his, his movie done and the masses could see it. Yep. How about you? Did Same. you like it? We watched it in one go. I mentally yep. prepared myself. I also mentally prepared Annette to sit down and watch a four hour comic book movie. <laughs> uh, she thoroughly loved it as well. So that was good. We watched yeah. it on the projector wall. So it was like 120 mm, nice. inches uh, right. projection, uh, you know, through a sound bar and everything. So we got as close to a <laughs> cinema experience as we could do in these current climates. Right. But I loved it. And, I, and then the week after, I made the mistake of thinking, because it's like while I was watching the Zack Snyder cut, I'm thinking, well, I, re- I remember that scene when he goes to talk to Aquaman. And I remember that right. Wonder Woman bit when she's in the bank. Right. I can't remember any of these other scenes. So I wonder how much different this Justice League is actually compared yeah. to. It's not just a case of there's two hours extra. So I no. <laughs> I really tried to go back and watch the Joss Whedon one. Oh, my God, yeah. that's awful. It really is a trainer. Do it. Even the scenes that we've already seen in the Snyder one, they look and feel right. totally different. It's terrible. Yeah. I couldn't it's finish it. It's amazing what uh, 
the difference in color temperature mm-hmm. and um, just the overall gritty and darkness. Now, the only thing that threw me off for the first 15 minutes was that uh, the box. It yes. wasn't letter. It wasn't widescreen. It was, and I don't. I still don't understand why. I mean, unless Zack Snyder just said, because, you know, that was supposedly his original vision. I don't know. I I mean, like, I want to hear that from him. Um, You know, but it's more or less like, hey, everyone will know what's mine because it's square. Now, granted, it was three by four. But um, but that that was off putting until you got into the story and then you just didn't care. It was, you know, so. It was cool. The two reasons I'd heard for the box, because that threw me at the beginning. I'm like, yeah. huh? hang on a minute. And then yeah. and it went, why, why is some of it missing? I'm like, no, this is how films used to be. Was it's The reason that he claims it was that way is something to do with a lot of it was being shot for IMAX. It's something yeah. to do with the IMAX ratio. Um, one Interesting. I, one I heard yesterday on another podcast was a case of, look, read a comic they're all square panels. And I'm going, I quite like that idea, oh, actually. I quite like that one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah that's good. Because the, like whole, the whole IMAX thing, I mean, like, Batman, oh, what was it? The Nolan, uh, what was it? The second Batman movie that Nolan did. Yeah. Um, that was shot in 70 millimeter, whatever, for IMAX. And that was definitely, you know, wide. Now, that maybe was... they cropped the top and the bottom off. I don't know, but. You know, I think he did. I think it, he he has actually said he he shot it with the purpose. So I, from what I've heard, he always intended to do it really? square, yeah. and rather than the black bars at the top and the bottom, they're left and right. But I think so many people will be. <laughs> I'm surprised I've not heard more people complaining about that than right. than I have. Oh yeah, do you remember Rustler's Rhapsody? That's that's an older movie. I guess that came out in the eighties, but do not. Um, it's kind of a kind of a spoof about uh, cowboy movies from the past that my parents grew up with. Yeah. And you remember the whole thing started off in mono and a square box, right? And then as they started into the story, then, you know, suddenly it expanded out to widescreen and the stereo pan went wide. And that's what I was expecting to happen. I couldn't understand why it was ever in a box, uh, yeah. Justice League. But again, man, you, the story was good enough that I just forgot and, and went right on with it. Same. The only thing that threw me with that film is the epilogue. Dude, I'm with you, man. I get get it now that I've read up on why it's there and it was the launch pad into the films that may or may not come now. And I get get that part. But I don't know, that threw me. There was a beautiful shot right near the end where it it panned across all the the members of the Justice League. And I'm like, yeah. End the film there. That would be a great end. And then it carried on for like 20 minutes. I'm like, no, what are you doing? (laughs) I mean, I get it. The whole Martian Manhunter thing. Okay, that scene was fine. Whatever. But then Mm -hmm. when uh, it's the Joker uh, talking about, uh, who will you get to give you a reach around? And then um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, Deathstroke is there going, yeah, man, I'm your buddy. Whatever. And I'm just like, okay. I get it. It's an alternate timeline. But Michelle and Kate were both just sitting there with question marks above their head. And yeah. I got that. And it wasn't like it was a quickie. It was a long. It, it felt like it went on for five or ten minutes. Yeah, it was quite long. And I, you know, it? yeah. But I mean, you know, and you were talking about if it ever gets made, um, this was supposed to restart the Zack Snyder, um, you know, uh, verse uh, version of the DC Comics and Justice League and all that stuff. And um, so I, I don't, I mean, like I, <clears throat> I was looking forward to that. I don't know if we're going to see it now, 
But I liked what he did, man. And, you know, you look at what Disney is doing with Star Wars and how John Favreau and George Lucas, and I cannot remember um, the other guy who was, uh, did so much of the animated stuff, so but he always uh, wears that cowboy hat. Filoni, F- F- Dave Filoni. Yes, yeah. And those three are just, I mean, like, they live and breathe Star Wars. So the fact that John Favreau brought back so many of the classic um, items, including the, the original Dubak from, you know, the Star Wars that you and I saw in the movie theater. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, you see where his heart is, that he, he is a true Star Wars believer. But anyway, the fact that they're wanting to go in and change some of the, uh, the last three Star Wars films to better, to kind of bring it back to where, you know, like they should have been in the mind of the purist, right? So why should DC not do the same thing and let Zack Snyder have his DC universe and then let other people do their movies? I mean, it's yeah. Marvel went on this huge plan where, you know, um, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, more, uh, Iron Man led to Endgame. You know what I mean? And yeah. so they were all connected, including some of the TV shows and all that stuff. Um, why, why not let Zack Snyder build the same thing for DC and then let you know, like uh, the Nolans of the you know of the world put out you know like here's a Batman movie, whatever. They, we've got that new Batman movie coming out with Batman versus the Riddler and Catwoman's in it and and all that stuff. You know why not have these little single movies? There's nothing wrong with that. We don't need trilogies all the time. You know. No, they just. I think DC and Warner are looking at Marvel, going, "We need to do what they do." And it's like, no, you don't. Just do something. Do your own yeah. thing. And this is this is where DC keep falling over. They'll make a film. They'll have a plan. They'll change the plan halfway through. They'll come up with another plan. Right. They'll go, "Oh, that doesn't fit in with the film we've made. Let's get a bunch of uh, advert editors to finish the film, and we'll put that out." And oh no, look, nobody liked it. So oh, right. let, let's do something else. It's like no, just right. sit down with a huge sheet of paper, which I'm sure you do when you're doing any project. You go right. Oh, let's yeah. just design everything. Right now we've done it. Everything done? Yes. Now let's film it. Right. And stick to that original vision because ultimately when the movie fails because there were too many cooks in the kitchen, then they go, well, it was the director's fault or there was the writer and the director's fault. Who who hired them? <laughs> well, you did, you bunch of bozos. You sat around and second-guessed them to the point where you crippled their vision and you totally jacked it up. Yeah. I mean, I think Zack Snyder proved that – uh, a man's vision for a project should remain intact. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I've got to give Warner a bit of a shout out though. Just saying, well done for actually letting Snyder yeah. do his cut because they they have sort of reminded the world how stupid their original Justice League was. By going, yeah. yeah, that's the one we thought was better than this one. Right? You're like, yeah, yeah. you were way off on that one. So I'm yeah. quite glad. That we that we did finally get the Snyder cut because at one point they was like nope it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen in the same way yeah. the Richard Donner Superman two cut was never gonna happen and we got that right and Aliens the special edition that was never gonna happen got that right so it's, uh, I just wish social media would put its uses to good things like that right. <laughs> just get get more movies for us to watch you know and I agree with you man uh, social media needs to quit being so caustic. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'll post pictures. Who's going to complain and bitch and moan about, you know, oh, there's uh, a snail. I thought it was cool, so I'm going to share it, right? Yeah. Um, nobody's going to say, oh, well, you were cruel to take a picture and steal the snail's soul. Um, no one's going to say, well, you know, well, did you set a fire? Why didn't you burn it or whatever, man? I mean, 
Nobody, it's just a snail. It's cool. It's a two panel on Instagram. You know what I mean? And they move on. Why can social media not be more like that to be more encouraging versus discouraging? Why, do, why does everybody think that their voice is more important than everybody else's? That is a, that's definitely a question for your uh, for your other podcast, I think, isn't it? <laughs> and it would. I, I'm hoping there'll be an episode title called that at some point. <laughs> so, have you seen? Uh, so, San Diego Comic Con are going virtual again this year for obvious reasons. Are they really? Wow! Wow! But they are also putting on an extra edition in November. Uh, <laughs> called San Diego Comic Con Special Edition, and it's going to be an actual event. Yeah. So it's not going to be as big as the summer one, obviously, because it's right. summer. But they are putting on an event, and people are losing their minds. They're going mad. They're not. They're not happy. They're because they're deciding to put it on over Thanksgiving weekend, right? And rather than whereas me and you would go, oh, the November one. That sounds quite good. When is it uh, yeah, on? Yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh no, that's when I get together with my family. So I think I'll skip right. that one. That's the way you handle it. That's the way you do. You go. Would I rather spend time with my family? Or would right. I rather go to San Diego? But I listened to a podcast last night, and they ranted for like 40 minutes. This is quite a high-level podcast as well. They right. were mad. They were calling San Diego Comic-Con heartless, cruel, <laughs> as in like genuinely saying they are cruel, it is offensive, I'm so angry, I, I can't believe they've done You're like, really? Why are you getting so mad at an event that you right. don't have to go to? And guess what? I could cover San Diego Comic-Con from my house in England. I don't have to be right. there. So it's like, right. why are they so mad? It's, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. But they are angry. They are very angry. Do you remember the Offspring song? And, and I think it started off one of their albums. And uh, But anyway, it, the clowny kind of voice. But it was like, you know, uh, this album contains, you know, offensive stuff, whatever, you know. And if, you, if you're going to be offended, then just don't listen. So it's the yeah. same thing, man. I mean, like, you know, is it – are, are you denying people food, life, air? No, you're just simply saying, hey, this Comic-Con event is going to be on Thanksgiving weekend so that more people have vacation so that more people can attend. I think it was smart. Yep. But for these people to get all bent out of shape, dude, have <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner on some other night. You know what I mean? Have it another weekend. Well, have it at San yeah. Diego Comic-Con. Can you imagine going <laughs> to the Comic-Con in the daytime and then visiting one of the restaurants at night? That would be amazing. Right. So much yeah. more memorable. Who knows who you're going to meet there? Because Dune is due out. Um, when is that coming out? Oh, films don't have release dates anymore. They're just coming out whenever. We don't know. Oh, no. There's no movie. <laughs> Max says it Ooh, does, though. And okay. I can't That's remember. Good. Same thing with Suicide Squad. I think it's in August or September. Because, yes. you know, HBO Max has the cojones to say, we're going to release one big movie per month. So it's kind of like, um, uh, was it Godzilla versus Kong? Yeah, that's coming up on Wednesday. Nice. Why Wednesday? I can be upset, man. It's yeah. on a Wednesday instead of Friday. Who gives a crap, man? They're <laughs> giving us this Friday. movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So anyway, and that you know what? It is my prerogative to wait until Friday if I want to, but I yeah. don't know that I will, man. You know. It's, oh it's, my gosh, I think it dude. all. I think you nailed it right in the head when you said, "Why do some people think their voices are more important than others?" And I think it will all stem back <laughs> to that. I think. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. I was going to go somewhere with the Sunday. Oh yeah, that was it. The uh, so one of the new sports that I like to do is you go on Twitter and you have a look at like a company. It's usually like Netflix, Disney, Microsoft, Sony. You know, one of these sort of major right. entertainment companies. You just look at one of their promoted posts, 
Right. So, and you see how many tweets you can get down before somebody has just spat venom in their face. Usually it's one or two. Right. Yeah, usually it's the first one where somebody's done it. I saw one where Sony have come out and they've said, look, you know what? We're going to give you 10 free games to play this month. We don't have to. But we're just right. gonna we're gonna give you them anyway. So Ratchet and Clank and this, that, and the other. And right, right. People are mad. They're like, "How am I supposed to play this when I can't get a PlayStation Five? Okay, well, <laughs> I, I get that you're not happy because you can't get a PS Five. Because guess what? I've been trying to get one and I can't get one either. But I've got right. I've got a PS Four, so I can play the games on that until I've got a PS Five. <laughs> uh, or Netflix come out and go, "Hey, we just dropped this new film. We know oh, you're terrible. Right. Put your price. Stop putting your prices up." Or people are just genuinely <laughs> mad. Uh, anything and everything. I think if you give somebody a yeah. million dollars in a suitcase, they will complain that they don't like the colour of the suitcase or that they've got to carry this thing home and it's heavy. Exactly. It's yep. absolute madness. <laughs> You're right, man. It, it makes zero sense. But somewhat, it's like, you know, some of the videos that I see on YouTube, um, because I've been doing more shorter content, right? Yeah. And I may like it. And then I scroll down and, you know, like uh, it could have 4,000 likes and 256 uh, unlikes or whatever, thumbs down, right? Yeah. And uh, you scroll down, it's like, ooh, this was creative. The next one, this sucks. They, yeah, I remember, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, why, man? Why? If you're not going to be constructive, like, wow, I really loved it, but this one cut bothered me. Um, because, you know, you didn't uh, mirror the faces as they were having this conversation. Give me something that is intelligent versus, well, his blood was red. You're an asshole. Uh, well, okay. You know? <laughs> I saw uh, somebody on Twitter. So usually when they start following me, I'll check out to make sure they're not a bot. If they are, I'll follow them back. And she was a musician of sorts. So an acoustic guitar right. type thing. And if ever there's a YouTube channel link there, I'll usually click on it, see how many subscribers they've got. If they've not yeah. got many, it's like, you know what? I'll subscribe. In the right. hope you'll also subscribe to mine. So, you know, the, right, the sort right. of win-win on that one. And right. she, she'd got like, <laughs> I don't know, like 1.8 thousand subscribers. So it's quite a reasonable size. Anything yeah. over the thousand, I'm quite impressed with because I'm not there yet. Right. And, um, and she posted a song where she's there and it's her own song and it sounds, voice is fine. She's playing a guitar yeah. and it's like 20 odd dislikes. You're like, hey, why did you click the dislike button? If you don't like it, just. <laughs> Right. Fun. Why would you go, I'm going to tell that person that the song's awful without right. telling them it's awful. I'm just going to click that little icon that says right. it's terrible and destroy any confidence that that person's got. It's just like, oh, give me a yep. break. It makes me I more inclined it... to click the like button. There you go. Oh, Let's yeah. balance that out. I think in, in the person's mind, that negative mind, it's like, uh, I can't play the guitar that well. I yeah. hate this. You know what I mean? It's like, get over it, you know? Find what you're good at and hope the gods of YouTube don't thunder down on your parade, you know? I remember years ago, and this is probably 20 years ago, I was invited to – I ended up on a website forum for movie video rental dealers. Right. And me, me being me, I, I had an opinion on everything. So it's like anybody right. that did a posting, <laughs> if the shop was quiet, right. I'd be like, blah, 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 here's my opinion on this subject and that subject. This right. And it kind of blew up <laughs> to the point where we got the trade magazines through the week after, and there was this big article saying, who is Stuart? Is he real? And I'm like, this is mental. Why am I? Why have I ended up in a magazine? This is absolutely crazy. So I kind of became this weird little celebrity that nobody knew whether he was real and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> So I ended up probably about six months after that, after I'd done like an expose of myself in a magazine. It was just the weirdest time right. ever. Right. Being invited to these video rental awards. And <laughs> I remember sitting there and then uh, the British comedian called Rory Bremner, 
stood up or Rory McGrath, I think it's called. Uh, he's done stuff like whose line is it anyway and all that sort of stuff. So right. He he was doing his opening speech and he said, is there a Stuart Bannerman in the room? And I'm like, did I just hear this guy who I see on TV say my name? That was weird. And he said it again. And all these people that were sitting at the table looked at me and they were like, he's talking about you. And I'm like, kind of figured that because he just said my name. Yeah. Why? Why is he saying my name? What the heck's going on? And he, and he said, oh, you're there. St- please stand up. So I'm like, uh, all right. And so I stood up and we had a quick sort of conversation. And then I sat back down. I'm like, that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened in my entire life. It, it wasn't, as you know, but it was one of the, at the time it was. So right. the guy who'd invited me to the video award, he said, do you know why he got you to stand up? And I'm like, I've no clue why he got me to stand up. If you know the answer, please let me know, because I would yeah. really like to know why this person who I've <laughs> seen on lots of TV programs is talking to me and told me to stand up. He said that's because a lot of the the studio heads were here and they wanted to see if you were real. And I'm like, that's the craziest thing I've I've ever heard. So then later on at night, everybody's drinking drinks and getting drunk, and I don't drink, so I'm right. just sitting there nursing my diet Pepsi or whatever it is. Right. And this guy wanders over to me, and he was in charge of one of the biggest rental chains in the UK. So this guy had like a massive bank balance. He was a somebody, and he was right. a bit drunk. So he wandered over to me. He went. He said, you're a weird person. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, he said, I don't even know why you're here, to be honest. And I'm like, you and me both, pal. I really haven't got a clue either. He said, right. I-, I see you on that website, and you just, you've got an opinion on everything. I'm like, I do. I said, I, I have opinions on this conversation. If you want to it. He said, I just-, I just don't get it. He said, you don't know anything. You just, you, you know, why are you here? And I went, well, it doesn't matter why I'm here. You're right. here, and I'm here. So, therefore, that's all that matters. Bye, and just got rid of him. <laughs> it's like, so it didn't matter what I knew. It's the fact I was sitting there in a nice sort of swanky suit, just surrounded right. by lots of crazy people. But uh, it's, it's a weird world. It really is, man. And it doesn't seem to get any better, sadly. You, no. would, you would like for some sort of positive evolution to happen, but it, it just doesn't seem to be happening. We got the Snyder Cut. That is definitely a positive. Yeah, yeah. Positive well, that, action I, on that. I had no idea how long it took to get the Queen's Gambit to the small screen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're, it was like, tw- was it 20, 30 years? I can't remember how long this guy's been trying to get this thing done. That was excellent, too. Amazing. So good yeah. things do come to those who wait, even though we don't even know we're waiting, right? Yeah, it just shows up and you're like, ooh. Oh, did, right. did you make this during the pandemic? He's like, shut up. Right. I spent 20 years <laughs> trying right. to make this thing. That's uh, it. Overnight success, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to spend 20 years trying to finish my little short film trilogy. I'm still not right. gonna, still can't do anything <laughs> on that. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> you can do like, what was that Guy Ritchie movie where, um, oh, God, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, uh, which one it was, but. All of a sudden, like in the middle, it suddenly goes to it's animated, almost like, you know what? We've run out of money and we need to get yeah. this scene done. So uh, we just need one person to dress in the blue dots and then he'll be every character and we'll just, you know, we'll just do some mocap. And we'll knock this out. So I may actually go down that route. I definitely <laughs> may. Oh, but it's madness. So how, yeah. are you, how are you finding it not working the... I don't. I don't want to call it a real job because it's not a real job. But you know what I mean? How? how right, right, right. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I th- I'm hoping you're Detail happy. <laughs> is amazing. Yes. Um. And really, you know, it's one of those things where I guess it's kind of like if you told Tom Hanks he was about to be rescued and get off that island, then you know he'd be like, "Wow, you know what? I'm going to start enjoying these uh, coconuts and and 
starving and whatever. You know what I mean? It, it Life gets better, right? So once I turned in my two-week notice, which my wife taught me into because I was just like, I'm just going to quit, right? And she was like, no, come on. For you, you need to do a two-week notice and, and you know, whatever. So I did and, and about made my boss cry because I was quitting and I gave a two-week notice because evidently a lot of people just, you know, quit and never come back. Um, but that last two weeks, man, overall um, was – I, I didn't care as much about how bad it was. You know what I mean? And so um, then I finished up and that first Wednesday, which was last week, um, that I was free. I felt like I'd gotten out of prison, not to make light of prison at all. I have no, no, no. friends that have been in jail in prison and stuff. But um, but I mean, like, I felt free. And I was like, wow. And I, I kept thinking, I've, I've got to be somewhere, right? I've got to do, you know. But I mean, the work is here and I do it, you know, in my leisure while remaining on schedule. And yeah, man, it is just nice. I mean, like, I, I can't explain it to be, it's kind of like I imagine Picard getting back to um, flying a spaceship like he did in Picard, the TV series. Um, you know, it's got to be nice, man. You're, you're back in your element. So I'm excited, man. And creativity has come back. I woke up the other morning and um, knew how I was going to start this one script off. So I'm laying in the bed with Michelle. She's asleep and I start typing it out on my phone. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's awesome to say nice. the least. I, yeah, man, I know that's one of my overused words, but it's, it's no, true. That's, that's good rather than <laughs> sucks. You know, that, that would be a bad overuse of words. Awful, yeah, terrible, cancel. Yeah. Those are bad words. <laughs> nice could never be used enough. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, I miss, uh, seeing all the people that I used to work with. Yeah. Um, some more than others. Uh, some of them have become friends. And so, you know, I mean, like, I enjoyed that interaction, but, uh, which I don't get here per se. My daughter has moved in with us. So she's here full time. And, uh, Michelle, um, Due to having contact with somebody who had COVID, um, was told to stay home for two weeks. And of course she's well, she didn't have COVID, but still she had to stay home. So, I mean, it's, it's nice. She's here. Um, she'll go back, uh, after Easter. And so, you know, but I mean, it's, but overall, I don't have the interaction with people other than podcasting, um, that I did work in retail, but you know. That, that's the only downside to working for yourself. You know how that is. Yep, so, I do. It's yeah. something I want to get back to doing at some point. I'm just still struggling yeah. in that, that sort of uh, dilemma of what do I do? I know that I do lots, right. but yeah. you know, if you're a film editor or you're a writer, then that, your job yeah. is editing or writing. It's like right. if you look at what I do, it's like that's not really any real jobs. It's kind <laughs> of lots of bits helping everybody else do their job. So I need right. to just – really work out what I do and then right. zoom in on it. Cause it's like, I, yeah. I struggle from way too many things on my, I'd like to do list and it's right. impossible right. for me to do them. So therefore I'm giving maybe like 40% quality to a hundred different topics. Whereas right. I would like right. to give a hundred percent to, to 40 different topics. I'd rather right. do that, but that's my struggle, which is something I've been struggling for years, but certainly over the past 12 months, my yeah. uh, enthusiasm to go, oh, I'll write a script or I'll do it, just disappeared. And yeah. it's it's kind of a struggle to get creative. I think, I don't know if that's something you went through at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, like, when I knew I was going to be working retail, because, I mean, 
thanks to the quarantine and especially California being shut down for so long and therefore more people needed the work. And so, you know, why would you not want Sam Jackson to do your voiceover instead of me? I get it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, when I knew, okay, um, this ship is running aground, I've got to get a, a, a real job for lack of a better term. Cause yeah. I agree with you. It's yeah. a job. What we yeah. do is a job. And, yeah, of course. um, but, but anyway, but yeah, man, I really, I mean, like, I think I talked to you about it maybe a month or so after I started working for the retail yeah. establishment, but man, I mean, like I let, uh, you know, Nicola know, and I'm just like, we're not going to be doing 18 degrees below horizon. I've, I've canceled it off my calendar until further notice. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And I didn't take that attitude with her, but that was my no. attitude internally when I was just like, damn it, I'm canceling this. I'm canceling this. I'm canceling everything that I um, enjoy. And therefore I didn't feel like writing. I didn't feel like, um, you know, uh, doing much of anything, man. You know, I mean, the, the retail thing was very, um, uh, labor intensive. And so I'd come home and I was done. And so it took me a while. And then for, I guess about a month and a half, I was video editing. I was working from five until two coming home and taking a 30 minute break and then working for four to five hours editing video to build up that side of my business again so that I could leave retail and come back here and, and edit full time. And, and that would free up time for us to do podcasting or, you know, for me to do some more writing and pursue different other projects. Yeah. But I get you, man. It's it, it, I wish that there was some song that would unlock that uh, creative sleeper soldier, you know what I mean, <laughs> within us all, you know, and, I, and you just start knocking out books and, and whatever else. Yeah. See, I found one of the things that helped me was running back into nostalgia movies. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we've put the news on, and I'm pretty sure the news was, you know, a different voice, a different name, but similar right. content. We're like, these right. people are in charge of our country. Oh, come right. on. Why? <laughs> and you look out and you see, the, you know, members of the public going, yeah, we don't believe in this thing. You're like, why? What's the matter with you? Right. So you would watch so much of the news and you go, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. You go on social media, it, a lot of it is obviously current culture so people are complaining about the thing they've watched right. on the news you're like oh why am i doing this to right. me? so your enthusiasm <laughs> goes out of the way i was running back to to watch like never ended story and the mighty ducks yeah. and and all john hughes films and all that yeah. sort of thing but let's go back yep. to the films that i have not seen since i was a kid and that yep. just took me out of the current day mindset and yeah. put me back to oh yes i remember when i was that age and i could yeah. have all these things i wanted to do and that sort of kick-started right. a lot of my creativity dude that is awesome man for me um it was wonder woman 1984 and i realized a lot of people said the movie sucked there's a good friend of mine who um used to work for disney now he's at warner brothers and he told me, he said, man, I was so disappointed. Why did I waste money on HBO Max? <laughs> I enjoyed it. Was it a perfect movie? No, man. There are plot holes, whatever. But um, cinematically, it moved my spirit. Same thing with yeah. the score, everything about it, you know? Um, and so I, I finished watching that. And then for like nights, I mean, like probably three to five nights after that, I kept dreaming that I was on the set making a movie, my own movie, you know, directing it and everything. And that got me to start writing again. I mean, you know, so it, it's interesting that we can find something that will ignite that spark again, you know, yeah. kind of like the, the embers we were talking about in the, at the beginning of the podcast, except in a positive way, you know, yeah. fan that into a flame and then just keep that fire going, keep, keep feeding it. 
And I think that's everybody. I think has got those embers mm-hmm. in them. You know, it might be music, it might yep. be reading a book, it might be even sitting in your backyard if the sun's out, which doesn't happen very yeah. often in the UK at the minute because <laughs> you know, it's just about winter. Right. But right. I think it's massively important to just find whatever those embers are. And it, it is weird that you've got to sort of force yourself into putting yourself in a good mood. Yeah. But it's kind of, it seems to be what people need to do, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everybody talks about, you know, a power shirt or a power suit or whatever. Like, you know, you wear that to work and then you just feel good all day. And I've, I've been there working um, for the network. Um, where there was a, you know, a shirt that just, it really was empowering. I don't understand why, except it fit me well and, and was kind of snazzy, whatever. But, um, you know, I think there are different, there's different music. Sometimes yeah. it's revisiting old movies or maybe discovering a new movie that really just, you know, but yeah, man, I think everybody has those embers inside. And I think it's almost like um, society as a whole, just like we were talking about, you know, all the haters out there that wouldn't like some girl playing a guitar. Well, <laughs> it's out of jealousy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they is. don't want people like you and me to succeed. Now there are, there are close friends that do want us to succeed, but overall it's like, no, I couldn't make it. I'm, I'm still working retail or I had, uh, I'm doing this. I'm miserable. I want everybody else to be miserable. Why? Yeah. You know, it, it I remember years ago, we're probably talking 1999, I think, 98 maybe. I remember standing in my video rental store and I started writing my first ever screenplay. Now, bear in mind, yeah. this is me going, I'm going to write a movie and it's going to get right. made and I'm going to be a millionaire. Bye, suckers. Right. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so before I knew, like, before I knew anything. And I remember right. writing a story that was purely based on, on my own whatever I came up with and it still sits right. in a drawer and you look at it and you go, Jesus, you wrote that? But never mind, I did, 1998. <laughs> and I remember telling a couple of people, I'm going to write a screenplay and they literally, they laughed. Oh, <laughs> they, yeah. they were like, yeah. why? And I'm like, because right. I really want to make a movie one day and they're like, it's never going to get made and now I'd love to right. see them and go, do you know what? I, I haven't finished a film but let me give you this big long list of famous people that I can get in touch with within 10 seconds, shall I? Right. Let me yeah. show you all these clips of me <laughs> speaking with wonderfully famous filmmakers for all of them all right. over the world let me show you that lot go away yep. but yep. you know i don't know whereas if me and you knew somebody that went i'm going to write a movie you go good luck if you need any advice yeah, let man. me know oh, i'm happy for gosh, you man yeah because i mean at uh, at least it would be therapeutic probably you know what i mean or yes. cathartic just to get yeah. some stuff out it's like when um and this was back oh my gosh man 2000 probably two or three um, at that point, uh, there was a lot of turmoil in my marriage and stuff. And so I wrote this story that was going to be turned into a screenplay. Not that I could have done anything with it probably, but it was how the justice league was formed. And it, uh, was called torn. Batman was just a bitter, bitter asshole and didn't <laughs> mind doing whatever. I mean, it was just kind of like he would, he went so far that, um, oh my gosh, anarchy uh, was on the scene. I don't know if you're familiar with that character or not, but anyway, even Anarchy was like, "Whoa, dude, this guy's down." You know what I mean? So when when the when the very violent are saying, "No, Batman, just stop, man," um, but it, it showed how naive Superman was. It showed Wonder Woman's weakness, and um, but anyway, but it was therapeutic because at that point, not that I wanted to beat people to a pulp, but I mean, I was Batman, you know. So it was very therapeutic yeah. for me to be able to get some of that stuff out. So you never yes. know. And I think creativity in itself should 
I think the odds are, you know, if you think oh, I'm going to learn how to play guitar and I'm going to write a movie, and yeah. the odds on you becoming like, I oh, thank you, the Academy, much appreciated, right. are slim. So you've got sure. to have different reasons for doing it, and one of mine is exactly. most definitely mine, definitely therapeutic. Yeah, you know, I've I've written 170 pages of my autobiography. I don't plan on releasing yeah. that as a hardback, but it's massively therapeutic. Oh, yeah, man. Well, and two, do you, I mean, like, look, and I'm not going to downplay if I could win an Oscar, awesome. If I could win a whatever award, right? That's awesome. I've won awards, um, and I'm very grateful for those wins. But I did those movies for me, you know? And so if you write a book, whether it's like uh, on my desk right now, um, Tom Serbaugh, who's a friend of mine, wrote this book about something that happened in his hometown. It was a coal mining town, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, has it sold as much as The Stand by Stephen King? No, probably not even 5%, you know what I mean? But still, Tom wrote this, he gets residual checks, and he's happy, you know? Um, so you know, that's, I think if more people would do things to find that contentment and happiness, and don't listen to all the naysayers who literally just want to throw water on your, your embers, you know, um, you you have to protect your, yourself. And two, I think if more people would cut off those negative people in their lives, why, why do you contend with them? And I know we did multiple podcasts, uh, on this for 18 degrees, just, you know, why, why are you still hanging out with this person who just absolutely craps on everything you say and do, you know? See, I've started doing that a little bit more on Twitter because obviously, you know, unless they're famous, they can just go away, really. Um, (laughs) Is you will see certain people's timelines who are just so filled with not not necessarily just self pity, but just Mm -hmm. they're down on everything, absolutely everything, and it's tweet after tweet after tweet, and you go, I don't really need to see your. It's you know, these aren't cry for help tweets. These aren't like, oh no, I'm struggling. Please, I'll get go away. I'm not listening to you. These are just generally everything sucks. It all sucks all the time. Everything's terrible. I don't want to read that anymore. Go away. So I will uh, mute them and then unfollow them at some point because it doesn't fill. It filters into your own brain. You're like, "Mm, maybe maybe everything does suck. I didn't think it did, but maybe it does. Because we all have those days when it just seems like everything goes wrong. Right. You know, I mean, like we all have, and then, um, you know, but we can't let that become us. We have to understand that each of those moments, whether good or bad are fleeting and they're in the rear view. Keep going forward. You know, that's why I also think, uh, one of the big helps that I did write my sort of biography type thing, which is just like a writing exercise for me is, you know, at the moment, my, my night job, which I'm starting in, Two hours, or one hour 58, for 11 hours. So I will be working from 8 at night to 7 in the morning for the next four days. I'm very good at it, but I know it because I've done it for years. It's not mentally taxing whatsoever. And so it's kind of like mind-numbing. You're like, oh, I really need it. But it pays me a wage, so that's that's the good side of things. Right, right. But in order to sort of cope shall we say, with doing those 11 hours, I have a little sheet of paper next to me with with things that I'll, oh, I'll do that on my day off. I'll, I need to retweak right. this script or I need to speak to John about a podcast. or right. So I'm multitasking with the night job and the fun side of things in life. And that's right. what keeps me going. 
rather than just jumping out a window because I'm about to start an 11-hour shift speaking to grumpy customers. (laughs) (laughs) And customers do get grumpy, man. Let me tell you, working retail gave me – I mean, like, I was already kind to – I try to be kind to everybody that helps me in the store. If I'm at a restaurant, the waiter, uh, waitress, whatever, you know. Um, But after working on the receiving end of assholes hurling stuff, um, yeah, man, it really, I, I'm just super calm, man. You know, like people say, I'm sorry it's taken so long. It's okay, dude. I'm fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, Same. just yep. keep, keep going, man. You know, so yeah. Have you ever thought about doing a two part podcast, which would just be a single podcast when you're done, but like talking to me or Neil or somebody, you know, like, um, have a little party right before you go on shift and then a little party once you're done, right? <laughs> so like 30 minutes on both ends. Just to hear the difference and, and just so that people are like, wow, you know what? I get it. That's me. I'm going to follow Stuart. I'm going to be sure he gets about 50,000 followers now. He's a real guy, you know? Yep. <laughs> I may well do. There is a project yep. that I'm, I want to chat to you at some point in the future about uh, video stores. So yep. I've already spoke to Neil about it and him and yeah. I, he and I are chatting about whether to do it as an audio podcast or whether to yeah. do it as a video type Skypey thing. I'm opting oh, to yeah. do it as a Skypey type thing because yeah. then I can turn it into audio if I need to. So that's something that there will be a long message coming at some point <laughs> with your involvement good, in man. that. It's, it's a fun one, I promise. Oh, I look forward to it. Dude, everything that you and I have done, uh, podcasting, etc., has always been fun. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's funny how much I enjoy hanging out with you, and yet we've never met. You know ten, what I mean? Ten it's, years. It's, ten years we've been yeah. hanging out because I've been going through the the original podcast that I did in 2011, and you're there very, yeah. very early on in the, in the series. Of pod- this is now episode 567 wow, of man. the podcast, and you were around on like episode <laughs> six or something like that, right? I think. You know, me, you, Harold, Dexter, right. all, all oh, that yeah. bunch. Dude, Sorry. that is crazy. And you know what's really funny when when uh, Dexter got up with me and said, "Hey, uh, they, you know, here's the podcast." I can't remember how he phrased it, but despite the fact that we were having some success with projects and stuff, I was yeah. like, "Dude, why does the podcast want to inter- have me on as a guest? I don't get it." You know what I mean? Because in my mind, it's like, man, Stuart Bannerman from Page to Screen—that's huge, <laughs> man. I had no yeah. idea, you know, that it was it was somebody so humble and kind. I was just like, dude, I mean, you know, what have I got myself into? But it was fun, man, and it's been nonstop ever since. Which is It was like, you know, I remember at the time, just to sort of put it on the flip side, I'm like, what, a person that makes films wants to appear on my podcast? This is great. This guy's huge. And genuinely, (laughs) I mean, I I sent you the picture the other day of the signed uh, cast photo you'd sent. I still have that. I still have my dirt cheap therapy sign poster. It's literally three feet away from me. I I treasure all those items. (laughs) That is awesome, man. One of these days I need to um, find somebody who can print out the – or find a, a good economical way to print you what, uh, like a 36 by whatever poster of the uh, Gorilla poster. That is a very good poster. I have the, I have the digital one that you sent me. So, yes, care, careful where you place that signature. But uh, yeah, that, that is a great-looking poster. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> It, it's something to talk about, definitely. <laughs> it is. So what have you got planned for the rest of your day? I'm going to disappear downstairs. I'm going to get this edited because it's uh, my normal co-host, Rob. He's got some sort of sinus yeah. infection. I think he just oh, didn't want to. I, I 
just don't think he wanted to talk to me this week. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I had a couple of people saying, is there a podcast this week? I'm like, nope. But now there is because yeah. it's me it's and right, you having a good right, old catch up. So I'm very happy. Yeah. Now, as far as what am I going to do? I have voiceover stuff to do, but the neighbor across the street has this huge truck doing some sort of grinding in his backyard. Oh, no. And it is so loud. And this is like multiple houses away. It's so loud that it sounds like someone is mowing right outside my window. So I'm not going to be doing any voiceover. So I've discovered something called a carbon fiber wrap. And so I've been um, touching up different uh, props that needed this effect on it. And so I'll probably do that. And then I don't know, man, if I can't do voiceover today, then I might just take the rest of the day off. I don't know, man. It's just crazy how loud this neighbor is. So I'm surprised I think you haven't heard it at all. I would, I would, uh, I would do what I would do in that position, which I often do. Is I go outside, I say, "Look, don't you know who I am? I have an IMDb link." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so, just stop the noise. I shall let you know when you can carry on about your day, good sir. And then you walk away, and then they go, "Oh my God, I've just been told off by a massive mega celebrity." And then they behave and they, they go indoors and, and watch the Queen's Gambit again or, or whatever right. it is. <laughs> I'll be sure to do uh, like uh, all the rest of the superheroes do right before their scene. I'll do a bunch of push-ups, pull-ups, yep. and chips. Get all pumped up and then go over there and, you know, then I'll use my deeper voice and see how that goes, you know. Well, my with, the, with, with the Snyder Cut, it was because obviously that was something that wasn't coming for a while. And, you know, Zach phoned me up and he went, I'm having trouble here getting right. this film out. I went, no problem. So I phoned up Mr. Warner. I went, Aya, can I speak to you or your brother, please? And I said, right. look, I'd really quite like to see this this film that Zach's trying to put together. He went, not a problem. How much is it going to cost? Well, about $70 million. Not a problem. And they, they PayPal'd it to him and the, the film came out. So a big shout out to Warner Brothers. Thank you. Uh, I'd now like to see the David Aircott of Suicide Squad, please. <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> that would be good, man. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. Not to mention, um, you know, PayPal will probably be an endorser of your podcast now. Because if, oh, um, if, if they could take the percentage of that paycheck, um, I'm sure somebody retired. They're ready oh. to invest. <laughs> well, I have not forgotten the, uh, the, the, the promise that I made to you or the promise that you said I had to do uh, is to own Netflix or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's ongoing. Start off with a humble talk show and then eventually you'll own the network. So, Well, I, yeah. I wanted to go small. <laughs> I thought I'll go, I'll go HBO Max first. And then, and then once <laughs> that, once that works, uh, I'm going to uh, right. have Disney Plus. I think I might have. I, I quite like, the, work, I like I like the shade of blue the that they've got. So I'm going <laughs> to have that one as well. <laughs> and then I'm going to get Neil Johnson's films on there because I want to watch them. And so, uh, I want to see uh, Neil Johnson's movies on uh, Disney because I yes, know they got they boobs work. in it. So he was saying that that would keep it off like regular network except for over in the UK because you guys love boobs on TV. We certainly so, do. We love yeah. them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is grand. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I get behind that wagon any day. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, no, that would be great, dude, to get uh, the whole Time War thing uh, going on on anything, man. I, I, I want to see Neil get the recognition that he uh, deserves, which I know we're trying to wrap up, but there's a movie called Space Sweepers on Netflix. It is a Korean film, and I was not expecting much out of it. I was just eating breakfast, and I started it, and I couldn't stop. 
it has heart. It has great special effects. The characters that you, it was almost like a suicide squad guardians of the galaxy kind of thing. I mean, like, you know, they, they all had issues, but they worked together and, and all that. And, but I thought about Neil because his stuff looks so spectacular. Um, you know, and so, and I I think people would be surprised, you know what I mean? Because he's not a a Lucasfilm. He's not a, um, you know, he doesn't have a major, uh, uh, studio backing him. He's doing this on his own. So, yep. So Neil, we believe in you, man. Get with it, dude. Get on, get on that network. Stop listening to podcasts, Neil, and get that film finished. (laughs) I know, really. That's it. This is like the end of Deadpool. It's like, okay, so everybody go home. Neil, that means you too, man. Stop listening. <laughs> Which was uh, better to do. <laughs> it wasn't that like the Ferris Bueller homage? It was, Why are you man, still here? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yep. And you know, technically, you and I could be in our robes right now, and no one would notice. Nope, I will so neither confirm be- nor deny. <laughs> it's been a very pleasurable hour chatting to you, John. Now go put a robe on. You will catch a chill, sir. I yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> but no, right, it, it is always a pleasure having to catch up with you. We'll make sure we do yeah, it more man. often. And, Sounds uh, awesome, man. Sounds awesome. Fantastic. You enjoy the rest of your day and just think about me speaking to grumpy customers in the next hour and 48 <laughs> minutes for 11 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Kill it, me now. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. You just need to do different impressions, you know, like be different characters as you're dealing with them, you know. I so. do. I will try. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John, right, will man. you take care and I will catch up you with you soon? All right, man. Look forward to it. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.